Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemond Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. Lemond Williams coming to you live from Houston, Texas on this Wednesday night. And I'm excited to be back on air and just talking about my show and a lot of things to talk about starting off. So let's go ahead and kind of recap what's going on in the sports world right now. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about college football and make our college football predictions uh, a little bit later in the show, as well as some, some NFL predictions. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the preseason as well. Kick in and, and, and t- chime in with the Houston Texans. They play the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow in their final pre- preseason uh, game. So a lot of the rookies, undrafted free agents, will be be able to uh, audition for an opportunity to make the 53-man roster. But first and foremost, let's go ahead and jump right into it. The hottest topic for the day is the Green Bay Packers quarterback and the $134 million man, and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers signed his contract extension with the Green Bay Packers. Future Hall of Fame quarterback, Super Bowl champion Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, making it a record-breaking deal. Uh, as worried, the worth of the contract is up to 180 million. Uh, contract extension is 134, and they're projected for him to make somewhere like 61 million in extension between now and the end of the, the season. So, a lot of things I want to kind of chime into this one. The number that's been thrown out there as far as the total money that he's going to make in $180 million, as well as the 134 contract extensions, is unbelievable. If you think about where the NFL started at this quarterback position and salaries until now, I mean, you had the contract with Matt Ryan earlier this season, I mean, earlier this year, and in the summertime, doing his contract extension with the Atlanta Falcons. You had uh, other guys getting deals throughout the year, but, man, Aaron Rodgers getting a deal like this today, right before the final preseason game and the kickoff of the NFL 2018 and 2019 season, you know, the numbers has been throwing out there. Rodgers is well-deserved for this uh, contract extension, in my opinion. Uh, he's a guy that's proven himself, earned the opportunity to be a starter for the Green Bay Packers after three seasons sitting behind Aaron uh, uh Brett Favre and having the opportunity now to kind of take over that legacy of Green Bay. Green Bay, again, the key word is legacy. Their, their organization and their fan base is based on a lot of good legacy there in Wisconsin and having the opportunity to keep Aaron Rodgers. And in my opinion, at 34, it seems like they're, they're going to lock him up for the rest of his career going into his 40s. And, and you know, with Tom Brady being 41, it's an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to kind of propel his career into his 40s. But as of right now, we know Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers for the next season. So well-deserved for Aaron Rodgers to be able to get that contract extension again. Uh, the average value of the contract is, is reported at $33.5 uh, including incentives. Uh, he's guaranteed to get somewhere, man, they said the total contract, from what I read earlier today and been hearing, it's like $180 million. So that's <laughs> all to Aaron Rodgers. Heads off to the Green Bay Packers for being a top-notch organization, uh, keeping that legacy going, uh, getting their guy signed, and closing the deal. Speaking of closing the deal, the Green Bay Packers 
signed one con one contract with their legendary quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, but they traded their other one in Brett Hundley. If you remember, Brett Hundley stepped in for Green Bay last year when Aaron Rodgers went down and got injured, and they traded Brett Hundley over to the Seattle Seahawks for the 2019 draft pick uh, for the next draft. And Seattle is known to have a really good quarterback, Super Bowl champion in Russell Wilson. So they're looking for some stability and some depth there at the quarterback position, bringing in Brett Huntley. And Huntley has really still trying to, trying to find his way in the NFL. Uh, had an opportunity to play at – he played at uh, UCLA and getting drafted by Green Bay and learning from Aaron Rodgers. Huntley stepped in last year and was uh, three for six in nine starts. And had an opportunity to kind of sneak Green Bay into the playoffs there late in the season, but unfortunately Green Bay didn't get, make it. Uh, Green Bay decided to go with a un- unproven quarterback, in my opinion, and uh, they made a trade earlier this year with Green Bay. I mean, excuse me, with the Browns getting Deshaun Kaiser, the quarterback out of Green Bay. You remember Kaiser is a young man that was leading the team that went on to team uh, last season, so. Uh, a little shake-up there for Green Bay. Again, they were able to solidify and sign their franchise quarterback and Aaron Rodgers to that contract extension. Then they made a decision to trade Brett Hundley, their future, to Seattle for a 2019 draft pick. So uh, if Green Bay is putting all their eggs in one basket and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, uh, for the most part, got injured last year and played through it and he was able to recover and come back late in the season, when they set them down, when they realized they wasn't going to the playoffs. So um, uh, I don't know about this decision for Green Bay. If I was there, I would have kept uh, Brett Huntley due to the fact that he knows the system, he knows he knows the environment, and the learning curve is small for him. That experience at 3-6 and six could have easily turned around to 6-3 and three, or could have easily helped them down the road if Aaron Rodgers would have got injured again. But, Believe it or not, you know, this is a quarterback-driven lead in the NFL. I know that sounds like a cliche, or it is a cliche. And Brett Hundley having an opportunity to play behind Russell Wilson and going over to Seattle, learning from that organization, is only going to enhance his skill set and opportunity to be successful over there. So, uh, you know, this young man has a bright future. It all depends on who's going to give him an opportunity to show his, his skill set and his talent on a consistent basis. And right now, Brett Hundley was traded from the Green Bay Packers over to the Seattle Seahawks, and we'll see how it plays out this season, hopefully. I don't know if he's going to get any playing time tomorrow in the final preseason game. I know he had to fly over for the physical, but we'll see how it all plays out for Mr. Hunley as he makes that transition to the Seattle Seahawks. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of organizations cut big checks this week. Green Bay Packers cut a big check to Aaron Rodgers for his extension for reportedly $134 million. Uh, the New York Giants did the same thing. They paid it. their marquee player, not at the quarterback position, but at the wide receiver position. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, got his contract extension much needed for him, coming off another end. He had an injury as well. He's another player that had an injury last year. We talked about Aaron Rodgers battling back with Odell Beckham. And this is a lot of talk going into the offseason. Uh, he did the right thing by staying true to himself and continue to work out and get healthy which earned him the five-year deal for $95 million extension with the Giants. And he's a marquee guy. I mean, he's the, he's the you know, 
Showtime. He's the guy that was, everybody wants to come see, especially in New York City, at that position. I remember a couple of years ago, Odell Beckham had that unbelievable catch, one-handed catch on Monday Night Football, which put him in a space that was, no one can really duplicate after that. Uh, it kind of just took over the offense and took over the organization. Uh, now, do I feel like he's worth $95 million contract extension? Uh, my opinion, I don't think so. I think he's a top-notch player. I think he's in the top three, top four. Uh, but that's a lot of money for a franchise uh, wide receiver. For him to, to me, really haven't had that consistent play on the field uh, due to the injury last year and due to some other situations that happened a couple of years to that. You know, he's a flash in the pan. He's a guy that can get it done when you throw it to him. Uh, he has the speed. You know he definitely has the hands. Uh, but if I was the Giants, I probably would have waited after the season to see how it all played out. But, again, I mean, he's their guy, and he, they want to take care of him and Odell Beckham. So giving him a five-year, $95 million contract extension, $65 million guarantee, hey, that's, you know, it's not my money, but at the same time, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have pulled the trigger so fast. I think I wouldn't have given him an opportunity to prove himself throughout the season. Not saying really prove himself, but see some consistency at, the, at his position throughout this year. See how it played out later in the season. And if they made the playoffs, it would have been a no-brainer, right? Coming off the season that they had last year. But Odell Beckham, another guy that got a big check this week, um, giving him $95 million contract extension, $65 million guarantee. That's a lot of change, man. I promise you. Uh, congratulations to the young man as he prepares for their NFL season, Giants NFL season kicking off. They actually come down here to Houston uh, play the Texans here in September on the 23rd. Actually, the Texans' first home opener here in Houston. Kind of wrapping up the quarterback talk. I know I talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier getting that contract extension, and we talked about Odell, I mean, Brett Hulley getting traded from Green Bay Packers over to the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm going to go to the East Coast, go to the NFC East, and talk about, well, actually the AFC, and talk about uh, Robert Griffin III, uh, the Ravens will play the, the Redskins in their final preseason, their traditional fourth game, final preseason game. And this will be the first time RG3, Robert Griffin III, will face his former team that drafted him in 2012 at the number two spot. And, you know, what I like about this opportunity for Robert Griffin III is to be able to, one, earn an opportunity to be on the 53-man roster for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, as you know, the Ravens, has Joe Flacco as their franchise quarterback, and they drafted the rookie quarterback out of Louisville and Lamar Jackson. So having uh, RG3, Robert Griffin III, possibility they can carry three quarterbacks into the owner 53-man roster, but it's an audition for him to not just showcase his skill for the Ravens, but also get a chance to not really prove himself or get back at the Redskins because, I mean, he – to me, I, I thought he did a decent job for the opportunity that was presented to him, but also give him an opportunity to play against his own team or organization, guys that gave him a chance right out of college, out of Baylor, uh, uh, University of Baylor. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out tomorrow at the final preseason game on kickoff for not just for the Ravens, for for the Redskins as well. And, and Lamar and Robert Griffin III, you know, RG3, 
talked about having an opportunity to face his team, and he's excited uh, to face his old organization. As you can hear the music playing there, that tells me it's time for us to take our first break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little Houston Texans as they prepare for their fourth preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave Mark Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. As we wrapped up the first segment, had an opportunity to kind of give my thoughts and opinions on the big contracts of extensions that was signed this week. And talked about Aaron Rodgers getting his contract extension with the Green Bay Packers as well as Odell Beckham Jr., uh, which I didn't believe that he deserved the money. But, hey, again, it's not my money. New York Giants extended his, his contract, and he was able to get $65 million for a total of $95 million contract. So congratulations to the two players on their contract extension. As we roll into segment number two, I want to go down to the AFC South and talk about a team that I've been covering for, man, for a long time now. It's been a while, since 2009. Uh, the Houston Texans. As the Texans prepare for their for, I mean, their final uh, fourth preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow, I want to reflect on some things that happened last year, a year ago. Uh, the Houston Texans, as well as the city of Houston, 
we have battled back and we have got hit by a really bad hurricane and Hurricane Harvey. Harvey was so devastating it kind of just wiped out pretty much a lot of homes here in the city of Houston as well as the surrounding cities, all the way from Houston down to Beaumont, uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. And uh, once a little bit of Baton Rouge probably got a taste of uh, Hurricane Harvey. So I remember last year, about a year ago, Texas was in Dallas actually getting prepared to play the Cowboys on the road for the final four preseason game. And Hurricane Harvey hit so devastated that they canceled that game and uh, allow the Texas players to come back to Houston to focus on their family and be with their loved ones. And one thing that uh, one of the players, marquee players for the Texans, did was J.J. Watt put out a tweet. From that tweet, it just generated a lot of momentum and support from not just his friends, but also celebrities and people around the world. And in return, he was able to raise some money from that. So he was able to raise around about roughly $41 million dollars can't uh, be able to help the city of Houston and people that were suffering from Hurricane Harvey. And to this day, it still makes an impact in the city, giving back, having the opportunity to help people recover and rebuild their homes, as well as, uh, you know, just the necessities of things that people need. J.J. Um, Watt and his foundation was able to do that. Uh, I know he donated over $100,000 of his own money and, and setting goals. And it seemed like he just continued to grow each and every week. And, you know, just hats off to JJ for being having enough heart and, and soul for people in the city of Houston to be able to reach out and just challenge his friends and, and his celebrity friends to be able to donate. And, and before you know it, that pie grew and it grew to $41 million where uh, the fundraising you know, made history. I think he actually won a war for that uh, last year for his contributions and having an opportunity to help everyone back here in the city of Houston that suffered from Hurricane Harvey. Segway into tonight, well, tomorrow night's game against the Dallas Cowboys. J.J. Watt will be one of the guys that might not get a lot of reps tomorrow due to the fact that it's the last game, preseason game, and they have to get ready for the, their first game on the road. So as a veteran, he probably not going to get a lot of reps. He probably see more of the First year, second year guys, undrafted free agents, and the rookies really making a last push for uh, themselves as well as 53 man roster of spots. Uh, JJ, uh, which will be coming off an injury uh, last year, season leg injury, and, and everybody wants to see how JJ is going to bounce back. I mean, JJ has been phenomenal through his career for the Houston Texans and won defensive player of the year. Uh, man, that, uh, you know, he is. It's nothing that J.J. hasn't done or will not do for the Houston Texans organization as well as on the field and off the field. He's a guy that has a really good character, and he's a guy that brings his heart and soul to the team as well as to the off the field. I mean, off the field and in the weight room. He's consistent, a hard worker, been with the Houston Texans the majority of all his career, and due to some injuries, we would like to see how he bounced back. I have high expectations for J.J. I've been around him enough to know that he's going to bring his all each and every game. Um, and it's, that's the whole beauty of, of playing this game called football and being in the sports environment is once you get hit with adversity, how can you bounce back? And only time will tell with Mr. Watt uh, coming back from his injury 
as they prepare for the 2018-2019 season. Uh, defensively, the Texans has improved. Uh, they still have Romeo Cannell as their defensive, head, uh, defensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, you got J.J. and you got Davion Clowney on the opposite side. Two outstanding pass rushers. Huge. You know, Clowney at 6'6", J.J. at 6'5". It's uh, enough pressure on the outside for the Houston Texans to bring on each, each quarterback each week or any quarterback each week. It's going to be exciting to see that. Secondary-wise, you got the veteran, Jonathan Joseph, 13 years season, going to his 13th season for the Houston Texans. Maybe he might be his last season. You never know. Uh, you know, Jonathan Joseph has been a consistent player, a stand-up guy for the Houston Texans. Kareem Jackson is in the safety position, moved from the cornerback position. Uh, Tyron Matthews, uh, the Honey Badger, used to be with Arizona. Uh, have an opportunity now to segue his career over to the Houston Texans as a safety, see what he's going to bring defensively for the Houston Texans. So there's a lot of new pieces added in defensively for the Houston Texans. Uh, excited to see how they play, uh, not just tomorrow against the Cowboys, but also on the road the first two weeks. It's going to be an uphill battle for them. They plan, I know they pay, play uh, New England, the Patriots, which is their their Achilles heel. They can't get over that hump, and especially in New England. Uh, Bill O'Brien will face his former team, so we'll see how he will go against Bill Belichick, and they play against their AFC South team and Tennessee Titans on the road as well. Offensively for the Texans, it's exciting to see Deshaun Watson back. Uh, the dual-threat quarterback had a, a you know, very impressive first couple of games before he got injured. He got injured and uh, actually in practice in ACL was able not to finish the season strong, but that knee injury uh, set him back, which I had an opportunity to see him work through and see him throughout the training camp. He seems like he's 100%, in my opinion, and watching him through some of the games, he seems confident now back on the field. So having Deshaun Watson back, Huge stuff for the Houston Texans offense. Uh, you know, this again, I said the cliche in the first segment, it's a quarterback-driven league. You have to have consistent play at the quarterback position. Deshaun Watson is the guy that's known to be a winner. He won in high school, actually won in college with the Clemson Tigers. Now let's see how can he be a winner on this level in the NFL. Uh, the most important thing is staying healthy. He needs to be healthy uh, throughout this whole season for the Houston Texans. And, with that come high expectations, and I anticipate him meeting those expectations for not just for himself, but also for the organization. Uh, you know, this young man can do it all. I mean, he can roll left, roll right. Uh, he's, to me, he's the future of the NFL if he stays healthy and be able to learn how to maneuver in the pocket and buy some time. Uh, he's a different style of quarterback than Another dual threat quarterback in Cam Newton. Cam was a little bit more bigger. And, uh, you know, he brings a different perspective to the quarterback position, whereas uh, Deshaun Watson is more of a, you know, lateral, elusive type of quarterback that can get away from defenders. Not saying Cam can't, but Deshaun is a little bit more fluent when it comes to having the opportunity to get in and out of um, different pocket breakdowns in different sets, whereas Cam is more of a bigger quarterback, 
six five, six six type of environment. I mean, type of frame, body frame. So you know, he stands tall in the pocket. Takes a lot of big hits, but uh, I like how uh, Deshaun is a little bit more fluent when it comes to getting away from defenders and being uh, athletic. You know, offensively they have uh, so many weapons. I mean, I want to see what Lamar uh, Lamar Miller is going to do uh, as far as running the ball. I want to see. You know, he lost some weight. Looks a little bit more uh, quicker at coming in and out. His brace, his cuts. I want to see what he's going to do uh, this early in this football season for, and, and that's what it's going to bring balance for the Texans, in my opinion. Having Miller back there in the backfield and having Deshaun Watson back is only going to enhance uh, that offense for the Texans. Keeping uh, keeping the defenders off Deshaun Watson is only going to it's going to help because you know Miller will be able to. He's not a home run runner, but he has enough speed to get away from the first and maybe the second defender. So seeing that only brings hope for the Houston Texans offense. Uh, you know, because he's, he's, he's going to need that. When I say he, Deshaun Watson is going to need that balance. He's going to need the guy to be able to help him, and I think it's going to be Lamar Miller as far as running the ball and helping him. But I can't not talk about the offense when I'm talking about the wide receivers. And the Texans wide receivers led by DeAndre Hopkins, their go-to franchise wide receiver, Mr. Everything. Um, Hopkins has been the most consistent wide receiver for the Texans since uh, future Hall of Famer, in my opinion, Andre Johnson left. Sean Watson, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins uh, has, you know, some guys that can be able to help him out. You have Wolf Solar, if he can stay healthy. Uh, uh, Braxton Miller, if he can stay healthy. Uh, he's coming off an injury. But the go-to guy for Deshaun Watson will be DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is a guy that, at this point, has enough experience and the leadership ability to be able to get past, not just leadership ability, to be able to lead his team in each and every game and be the go-to guy when they need that, that first down or that touchdown, but have the ability to command the huddle and command the locker room from his teammates. I really like Hopkins. I like what he brings to the table for the Texans. Uh, he's been consistent through his career, and that's the key word, consistent, despite not having a consistent quarterback the last couple of years just before DeAndre Hopkins got there. So having, having Hopkins there back 100%, having DeAndre, I mean, I'm sure, having Deshaun Watson back 100%, and having DeAndre Hopkins there is a one-two punch the Texans are going to need as they prepare for the 2018-2019 season. Well, I hear the music playing in my ear, so that means it's time for me to take my second break. And when I come back, I'm going to go from the NFL to college football. Next one outside the huddle will leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. 
We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Now is the time for a road trip for an outdoor-centered summer vacation to chase the fishing bite. So this week, The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking summer angling adventures. Joining us will be Dave Mercer, host of Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, plus J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, and Cat Daddy. Jim and Trav's Summer Angling Adventures is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas, as we enter segment number three of the show. Talked a little about college football. Hey, well, talk, I mentioned college football, but I talked more about the NFL. Uh, talked about Aaron Rodgers getting that contract extension as well as Odell Beckham Jr. in the first segment. In the second segment, I broke down the Houston Texans 2018-2019 team as well as talked about J.J. Watt raising money for the Hurricane Harvey uh, recovery situation last year, as well as just give my previews and thoughts on Deshaun Watson as he makes his transition back into full-time football coming off that knee injury last year. But now, in segment number three, we're going to talk about college football as that kicks off this weekend. And, man, I don't know about you, A-Rod, but I'm excited to see some college football uh, this weekend. The AP polls, top 25 was out. Right now, and of course, you know Alabama is going to be a number one. I mean, right now, who's going? To, they're 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 king. They're they're king of college football, uh, top of the mountain until someone knocks them off. And right behind them, team that can probably make a push from this year is Clemson. You have number three Georgia. Georgia giving up giving up that last big play last year against Alabama in the national championship. They earned the opportunity to be number three. Wisconsin is at number four. Now, AP poll has them at number four. Coaches poll has Wisconsin at number seven. Now, I like Wisconsin Wisconsin as a football team. I like the university. I like what they bring. To me, they're always seem like they're underrated as far as when it comes to the polls, and it shows right now. AP 
poll has them at top 2,500 at number four, but Wisconsin has them at number, I mean, at Coastal's poll has Wisconsin number seven. Wisconsin comes in as a, you know, a blue-collar type of team. They, they want to run the ball. I mean, no doubt about that. It seems like every year they have a top running back going into their football season. And this year, going into this weekend's game, their first three games are at home. They have Western Kentucky, uh, New Mexico, and BYU. That's a great opportunity for them to get off to a fast start offensively, uh, you know, 3-0 at home before they face their first competitor on the road. Uh, you know, last year they had a guy that was unbelievable running the ball and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor rushed for 1,900, over 1,900 yards, uh, had 13 touchdowns, uh, almost had 300 carries, and he's only a sophomore out of Salem, New Jersey, so it seems like to me, Wisconsin knows has the formula as far as getting good talent. Uh, going to the East Coast seems like they always find some talent in that whole East Coast swing from New Jersey down to D.C. You know, they they grab some great talent in that pocket right there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, I like his skill set. I like what I saw in the young man last year, uh, and the numbers don't lie. I mean. Over 1,900 yards rushing for 13 touchdowns. If he even get close to those numbers this year, A-Rod, I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Taylor will be in the mention of the Heisman early in the season. I mean, this young man is, is, has a lot of potential. Uh, I watched a lot of him last year, especially in the Capital One Bowl. I thought he did an outstanding job. Um, you know, even though you know when they won over Miami, and we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out for Wisconsin. I just don't understand why, at times, the coaches poll and the AP poll is totally different from what, you know, I, you know, the eye test for me, I think Wisconsin is a top-notch university when it comes to winning, and they always get out to a strong start out the gate. And last year, I think the only game they lost was the game, the one game before the bowl game against Ohio State, so my memory served me correct. So uh, I'm impressed with Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin. I think they deserve being in the number four spot in AP poll. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Maybe they can get up get up there and push push Alabama. But, again, they're in the Big Ten. Uh, sometimes the Big Ten conference get overlooked, overshadowed by the SEC and the ACC. Uh, Wisconsin, you know they're going to get off to a fast start offensively, and they have the opportunity to do that in the first three weeks playing at home. Kind of really going through this uh, AP poll real quick, uh, since we're talking college football, Ohio State, how are they going to be in the first three games with Urban Meyer on suspension? We'll see. I mean, they're at number five, but on the coaches' poll, they're at number three. So uh, Ohio State, always keep a, a, a good crop of talent. But with your head coach, Urban Meyer, out, and not really going into that situation, but we all know by now Urban Meyer's been suspended for three games. Uh, Ohio State might not get up to that spot that everybody anticipated them to do. I mean, they might win, but they might struggle in, in doing so. They have Oregon State, which is a tough team, and then they have Rutgers uh, at home, 
then they have TCU. So <laughs> before before Urban Meyer gets back, they might be sitting at one and two or possibly uh, two and one. Will it be three and zero? Oh? Only time will tell. But uh, somewhere somehow they're going to end up losing one of those games. Uh, maybe against TCU right now that's ranked at number sixteen in the poll. So we'll see how that plays out for Ohio State. Kind of wrapping up the top 10 uh, for the AP poll. You have Washington at number six, Oklahoma, uh, Miami, you know, is already going to come back with their chain and, and do, do their thing this year. Uh, Auburn and finishing off Penn State. <laughs> Remember, Penn State uh, two years ago was still recovering from their whole little situation over there and having an opportunity now to be at number 10 speaks volumes. I mean, they was able to do some really good recruiting. Uh, Michigan State at number 11, you have Notre Dame at number 12. Uh, 14 on both the AP polls and the coaches poll is Michigan. What is Jim Harbaugh going to do this year for his team? I mean, they've been mediocre, to say the least, since Jim Harbaugh came back to the alma mater and took over that program. Uh, Hamilton is their quarterback coach. Uh, and Pelt was one of my was my offensive coordinator when I was at Howard University. So uh, we'll see how this plays out for them. The Michigan Wolverines has a lot of pressure now is on Jim Harbaugh and that Michigan Wolverine team to turn things around. Looking at their schedule from last year, they finished the last three games. They lost. They lost to Wisconsin, Ohio State, and they lost in the Outback Bowl to South Carolina State. I mean South Carolina. Uh, so, offensively, they need to find some consistency at the quarterback position. Um, and I mentioned Hamilton being a quarterback coach, quarterback position coach. So, let's see how it plays out for them. Let's look at their schedule. Going into the 2018 season, oh, man, right out the gate, they have Notre Dame uh, this Saturday, 7.30 p.m., uh, a night game. So, it doesn't get easy for Michigan out in the gate. They play a rivalry team in Notre Dame at number 12. Uh, things don't get off to a fast start offensively for them, and they struggle against Notre Dame. It might trickle over to the next couple of games, which small opponents in West, Western Michigan and SMU. But that hard game with Notre Dame out the gate will test the Michigan Wolverines and see how they fare against the fighting average out the gate. So, I'm pulling for Jim Harbaugh. I'm definitely pulling for my guy, Pelton Hamilton, and I want to see them do well. But, hey, it's a what have you done for me lately league. And if you haven't done anything lately, especially put up some W's. Because uh, then again, uh, it's kind of hard to say, right, because Jim Harbaugh is a Michigan guy, and Michigan tried their best to get, well, they succeeded in getting Jim Harbaugh from the NFL when he was coaching the 49ers to come back to Michigan. So I think they're a little bit more on paper or behind the scenes. I think a little bit more flexible and a little bit more patient with him learning and getting this thing turned around. But the alumni and people from the outside looking in is really running, you know, patients are running a little thin right now when they're not winning to the level that they should feel like they should be winning. Uh, in the Big Ten. So Michigan's going to have a tough game, first game against Notre Dame this weekend as they kick off their season. Here in Houston, we have a 
Albuquerque, Texas kickoff game. Uh, we have Ole Miss, the Rebels versus the Texas Tech Raiders. And normally I, I, I will attend these games and cover them, but this weekend I'm not. I have my own game. I have to work for ESPN3 uh, down at Southland Conference with the Lamar Cardinals as they prepare for their home opener. So I would not be at attendance at this game. Uh, but, you know, I like this kickoff classic games. Uh, a lot of times uh, it's, it's Big 12 versus the SEC. Uh, great recruiting pool for both schools to be able to come in the Texas market or especially the Houston market and be able to get a chance to recruit and see the local talent. Uh, Texas Tech, you know, here's the team that has a, a, a lot of defense. I mean, a lot of talent on their defense. You know, offensively, Cliff Kingsbury um, is their head coach, and he's a guy that's a former quarterback for them. And what he's going to do? I mean, at this point, it's like you bring him in with high expectations. Uh, he's able to recruit some kids. Uh, one thing, he had uh, Baker Mayfield on the team at one time before he transferred to Oklahoma. But with that being said, Cliff Kingsbury – uh, on his resume, he coached up Donnie Menzel when he was at Texas A&M. Got the opportunity to be the head coach at Texas Tech. Now the pressure is on him to be able to win because now you know the honeymoon is off. A lot of uh, excitement of uh, Cliff Kingsbury being back in in Lubbock, Texas, for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And it's time to produce, and this would be a great way to kick off their season in front of the Houston fans as well as the Red Redder fans because it's going to be a big turnout. A lot of people here in Houston attended Texas Tech, so they're going to have a lot of people at those games at their game on Saturday at 11 a.m. I anticipate Texas Tech to battle against the uh, Ole Miss Rebels early on and find a way to squeeze that victory out against uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a team that's still still trying to find their way in the SEC. Uh, but it's Texas Tech game to lose, in my opinion. And uh, as things play out, I'll be watching it on TV from uh, Beaumont. And I'll be preparing for my game on air for ESPN3 and you know, Lamar Cardinals. So uh, a lot of college football kicking off this weekend, a lot of exciting things. Uh, Outside of me working for my ESPN3 game, I'll be kicking back and watching some games. Another local game here in Houston, keep your eye on, is the University of Houston Cougars versus Rice Owls, the big rivalry game here. Two schools in the city of Houston going head-to-head. Rice coming in 1-0 after winning their game over Prairie View and them last week. And they have some confidence coming in versus a very stingy defense led by Oliver and company of the Houston Cougars uh, playing against their rivals in the West Isles. So with your base, you know, here's a lot of things for them offensively. You know, they have Major Applewhite as their head coach. And now that Major Applewhite is their head coach, how are they going to look offensively? What's going to be their true identity? Uh, is it going to be different from the past, Tom Herman, or is it going to be similar to what, so it's going to be a different style of, of, of what, you know, Major Applewhite wants to bring to the offensive table for the Cougars. Defensively, you know, they have a really good defensive line. 
and uh, their defensive line will be phenomenal against Rice. You know they're going to bring their A game and try to bring pressure up front against Rice early and often. So we'll see how it plays out uh, for the Rice Owls as well as the Houston Cougars. And that kind of wraps up all the local games that's kicking off here this weekend here in Houston as well as we broke down the AP Top 25 games and gave you my thoughts and opinions on that. But looking at the time here, it looks like it's time for us to take another break. And when we come back, I give you my thoughts and my predictions on the games going into this weekend as we wrap up the show. Next one outside the huddle, we'll leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps, on and off the field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams on the Voice American Sports Network, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. As I wrap up the show here, going into my fourth segment, I want to give you my thoughts and opinions and predictions on the college football season. 2018 season is here upon us starting this weekend as teams prepare to make their debut and, and make their claims and early in this football season. I'm excited about college football. One, I get to work 
college football games as a color analyst, commentator for ESPN3 down at Southland Conference for Lamar Cardinals. And I'm excited to kick off that season as well as see some games. And I have some nephews playing in some games this year. One of my nephews played for Minnesota. They play on the Big Ten Network against New Mexico State tomorrow night. I'll be checking that game out at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm excited to see Minnesota. They have a lot of offensive weapons. One being my nephew. My nephew plays running back. He's out of Maryland. He's a freshman. I don't anticipate him getting a lot of reps at the running back position, but I will hopefully see him on the field, maybe special teams or something like that. But uh, I'm excited for the Golden Gophers. You know, they're a team that's trying to make their name and their lead, their headway in <clears throat> to the Big Ten West. Uh, last year, their their team was pretty good. Uh, they had a running back in Rodney Smith. Uh, he rushed for over 900 yards with three touchdowns. And they had running backs by committee. I mean, they had a handful of other guys to contribute and make some contributions to the running game for them from Minnesota. Um, so, you know, we'll see as they kick off their season. I'll definitely be watching because, one, I'm invested because my nephew's playing on that team. And, two, the Golden Gophers has a really good team and a really good quarterback. So we'll see how that plays out. So I'm going to go ahead and give my first prediction to Minnesota over New Mexico State. Uh, Minnesota's playing at home. Uh, they're going to be fired up up there. It's really good weather in Minnesota this time of the year. Not too cold, so I give them the nod over uh, New Mexico State. I'm scanning through the Thursday night games right now. I'm looking at, uh, let's see here. We have UCF that's ranked at number 21 right now. They will go on the road and play Wisconsin. I mean, excuse me, UConn. Uh, I can go ahead and say University of Central Florida will win that one over UConn. No disrespect to UConn, but on the road, I think UCF will win that game. Uh, going down the schedule for Thursday night game, it looks like we have Oklahoma State will play Missouri State. That's a win for Oklahoma State. Uh, New, West, New Western State, which is in the Southland Conference, will play Texas A&M under the new head coach, Jimbo Fisher, uh, making his debut at Cal Field, College Station. Um, Texas and then will win that game. But everyone will be watching to see what Jimbo Fisher will bring to the table and how the newly Texas and them uh, team will look under his regime. Uh, that's a late game at 730. Be excited to see how that plays out for the Aggies and the new future for Jimbo Fisher. Going to Friday night games, uh, looks like we have a lot. <laughs> we have Syracuse going on the road against Western Michigan. I give Syracuse a nod over Western Michigan. We have the 11th ranked Michigan State Spartans at home against Utah State. Uh, give Michigan State the win over Utah State at home. There we have the team I like. That's why it's well deserved for the number four spot in Wisconsin Badgers. Going against Western Kentucky on ESPN tomorrow on Friday night. <clears throat> Wisconsin will win this game hands down at home, but we'll see how their running game gets off to a fast start and their running back out of New Jersey in Taylor. 
Uh, let's see here, Stanford. They play a night game. They play against San Diego State. I gave Stanford a win over that one. You know, these games is pretty much a no-brainer because it's the first couple of games of the season. But you never know. Upset alert can always happen. Uh, we have a rivalry game right on the first week. It looks like Colorado versus Colorado State. Um, that should be a tough game there. Those two teams like to go head-to-head. If I had to flip a coin and give it to someone, give it to Colorado State based on the fact they're home. Uh, they're going to be fired up. They're playing actually in the Broncos Stadium. So we'll see. There'll be a big turnout for that game as there are two rivalry teams in that state place in the first week, kicking off college football weekend. Moving into Saturday games, a lot of games on Saturday, including my game at 6 p.m. Check it out on ESPN3, Lamar Cardinals versus Kentucky Christian. Um, Saturday, September 1st, we got Ohio State kicking off against Oregon State, AY School. I don't know how AY feels, but I feel like Ohio State is going to beat <laughs> is going to beat Oregon State. No offense, uh, AY AY is my producer for the show, but I have Ohio State beating you guys at home uh, on Saturday. Oklahoma going against Florida Atlantic, ranked number seven. Oklahoma will win that game against Florida Florida Atlantic. TCU goes against the Southern Jaguars. I think TCU will beat that. Will beat Southern Jaguars. Will beat the Southern Jaguars at home on Saturday. Texas is now ranked. They're ranked under Tom Herman, number twenty-three. Will play on the road against Maryland. Now, if you know anything about Maryland, Maryland had that situation with their head coach. Uh, had a player die from a situation up there, and they had a lot of bad PR. A lot of you know, unnecessary, not unnecessary, but they had a lot of stuff flying around the program the last couple of weeks. Their focus, the most important thing will be their focus and see where they're headed, their players and their coaching staff. Opportunity for Texas to come in and win that game on the road. As you hear the music wrapping up the show, let's see here, another game, let's throw out another game. Let's throw out my game. Lamar versus... Uh, Kentucky Christian, I got Lamar winning that game over Kentucky Christian. And wrapping up, Monday game, Virginia Tech, my home state, Virginia, will play against the Florida State Seminoles, where Florida State will play at home. I will give that game to Florida State winning at home over Virginia Tech. One thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to Outside the Huddle with Lemar Williams tonight. Until we meet again, have a good week. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.